Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Chapter six, hack your courage. I'm afraid of a surprising number of things. Let me clarify. I'm not afraid of big things. I've moved away from home and started a whole new life, twice. I quit my job and started my own company, 17 years and going strong. I wrote books even when nobody read them. I've given birth three times and fought through years of the adoption process to hold my daughter in my arms. When it's big things, I seem to have no end of courage. But the little stuff? I'm actually kind of a weenie. Skiing, snowboarding, water skis, basically anything involving me going faster than humans were meant to go while riding on top of some kind of blade? Absolutely not. I hate public restrooms because I live in fear of someone walking in on me using the toilet. The only thing worse than someone walking in while I'm on the potty is someone doing it on the one day I thought it would be cute to wear a jumpsuit. Because now they've not only seen my hoo-ha, they're also trying to figure out why I take off all my clothes just to pee. Snakes are abhorrent. Bigfoot? Okay. The idea of Bigfoot is too much for me to handle. Aliens? I just threw up in my mouth. I refuse to even glance at a mirror in the dark because I heard about Bloody Mary when I was at a slumber party as a child, and now I'm scarred for life. How about El Chupacabra, El Cuco, La Llorona? I grew up in a community with a large Hispanic population, which means I've got the childhood fears of two cultures. Airplane toilet seat somehow suctioning to my body and then sucking my intestines out into the air? Something that's given me pause more than once. I'm afraid of many things. Not all of them real, even. I want you to remember all of the things I just listed because we're going to talk about courage. And the thing you need to really understand about it is that having courage isn't the same as being fearless. There are so many great things that great people in history have said about courage and fear. But the one that resonates most with me is from Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He said, Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. Take that in. Think about that. In the case of all those tiny little things I tend to be so afraid of, I never seek out anything to override the fear 
because they're inconsequential. I don't go through life worried that the aliens and signs are going to take me out. Not anymore, anyway. So I don't need to do a ton of work to overcome that particular concern. Bigfoot is just folklore. Deep down, I know this. So I still go into the woods from time to time. Most snakes aren't poisonous, even if they are disgusting. See what I mean? But there are plenty of times when our fear can be crippling, and it's usually a result of the reminder of the pain we've experienced before. We fear loving again because of the potential to be hurt again. We fear putting ourselves out there because last time we were rejected. Now, the pain isn't only a harsh instance in our past. It's controlling our actions in the present and our possibility in the future. When we go through something difficult or encounter a big life change, it takes courage to move forward in any way. Meaning, in order to move forward, you must decide that there is something greater at stake than the way you're feeling or your fear of feeling pain again. Did you get that? You must decide that there is something greater at stake than your fear. Please note that I didn't say you will realize in time that something, no. I said you must decide. You must make a choice to go forward in faith, not in fear. And not only that, but you're going to have to choose again and again, especially on the hard days. To me, choosing courage in an awful season is sort of like having a five-week-old baby. Yes, guys, I know I use mom analogies a lot in my writing, but you write what you know. And also, this is a good one, I swear. I assume that many of you have experienced the joy and the pain of having a five-week-old baby. But let me paint a picture for those of you who have not. And as a reminder, for those of you whose kids are so long out of the house that maybe the fog of time has dulled the edges of this hell. Five weeks old is past the point of the initial euphoria. Now, don't get me wrong. You're still crazy obsessed with your baby and so happy to have them out in the world wearing the teeny tiny clothes you spent months collecting and then washing in that special newborn detergent. But at five weeks, the initial adrenaline rush has worn off enough that you start to feel the hard stuff too. You feel the exhaustion from no sleep. If you have more than one child, you feel the stress of trying to manage multiple needs on your limited energy supply. At five weeks in, most friends have stopped bringing you casseroles, and if your mom came into town at five weeks, she's back home again. At five weeks, you're in it, and it's good, but it's also really, really hard. But here's the thing about that time. No matter how tired you are, no matter how tough it seems, when that baby wakes up for the 10th time tonight, you still find the will to take care of him. When we were going through our adoption journey, we got placement of twin girls who were both born addicted. My husband and I walked the halls of our house all night long with those babies. Because they were working drugs from their system, they wanted to be held constantly. 
and it seemed like the second you got one of them settled, the other would wake up screaming. It was the most exhausted I've ever been in my life. The kind of tired you feel in your bones. At many points during that time, just as I had with my sons and later my daughter, it seemed like I might collapse from lack of sleep. But you know what? Every single time those babies cried, every single time Jackson cried or Sawyer cried or Ford and Noah cried, I got out of bed and took care of them. I loved on them and fed them and changed hundreds of diapers. I swaddled them and rocked them even when it felt impossible. I found a way. I found something that was greater than my exhaustion, and that was my children. If you're struggling to find courage, it isn't because you aren't brave. It's simply that you haven't identified something as more important than your fear. In a hard season, fear looms large because fear is a cousin to grief. Fear keeps you stuck in your grief too. It keeps you in the loop of remembering what happened, who you lost, who betrayed you or who hurt you. It keeps you in suspended animation at the point in which the life you had blew up and became unrecognizable to you. Fear might even be comfortable. It takes courage to get uncomfortable, especially when you've already endured a type of pain that rocked you to your core. You may not have found the thing that is more important than your fear, but you might also, deep down, Believe that there's a safety net. Think about it. When Dave and I were taking care of our babies, we were their only hope, like Obi-Wan and the Rebel Alliance. There wasn't another option. There wasn't a plan B. There was no one else. We found the will and the strength to carry on against crippling exhaustion because our children were incredibly important and also, there wasn't any backup. I bring this up because when people tell me that they can't find the motivation to change, my first instinct is to tell them to attach it to something bigger than themselves. When they reply and tell me that they have figured out that motivation and that they're fighting for something greater than themselves but it's still not working, then it's because they don't really, truly have to change. Maybe good is good enough. Maybe you can halfway show up as a parent because you know your kids have your partner to help them and grandparents too. Maybe you lost the career that you loved, so you'll spend the rest of your life in another job you hate because it pays the bills. Maybe you'll live in your grief for the next five years because you gave everything to caring for your ill parent and you lost both them and yourself in the process. And now you've decided you've got nothing left to give anyone regardless of what that decision does to the people who are counting on you. Maybe you'll stay the enabler in your codependent relationship because the comfort of what you know, even when it's awful, is better than the fear of what would happen to you and to them if you found the courage to leave. You're never going to find the courage or the strength to push past your fear if it isn't absolutely necessary. Change is hard, and by definition, in order for courage to exist, 
You have to be working against something that scares you. I know it seems like a heavy lift to face fear in times of grief. Neither of those decisions are easy to make. And so if you don't have to, and or if something isn't more important, you will stay exactly as you are. But with courage, and only with courage, will you see all your life can be even after your loss. Things that helped me. Know that you can figure it out. I know I talked about this already, you guys, but if there's one reason for why I'm able to have courage so often, it's intrinsically tied to my growth mindset. I believe that even when I get it wrong, I learn something about how to do it right, and I am less afraid. I never assume I have all of the answers, and so there isn't any pressure to do things perfectly. Because of that, I'm willing to try anything when I know I have work to do or something to change in my life. Sometimes my courage is big and bold, and sometimes it's small inches forward that build on each other until they create the distance that I need. If my first attempt doesn't work how I hope it will, I know that I can always try again in a different way until I figure it out. Study the courageous. It's so much easier to do something if you can read stories about others who have done it before you. When I'm trying to find courage as an entrepreneur, I read books written by other entrepreneurs. When I'm trying to learn to be a better parent, I read books written by the kinds of parents I admire. If you want to act in a certain way, it's important to see that modeled for you. I've turned to history books again and again because there are so many examples of female leaders and warriors who fought valiantly for the things they believed in, and it never ceases to inspire me to be brave. So many times women have pushed through loss, heartache, the most incredible kinds of grief you can imagine, and done world-changing things because their courage was more powerful than their fear. Read about Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, Benazir Bhutto, and Sacagawea. These are women who shape the history of the world and their stories are beyond inspiring. Face your fear already. Look, the longer you hesitate, the bigger the fear becomes and the more the anxiety can take hold. I recommend you grab your favorite notebook and write down what scares you in black and white. The thing I'm afraid of most right now is, and then fill in the blank. Have the courage to be brutally honest with yourself. Are you afraid of losing another loved one, of getting rejected and left behind, of feeling vulnerable, of people only identifying you by the tragedy you've endured? Whatever it is, just claiming it and writing it down will remove a lot of its power. Now, after you've written down that fear, I want you to follow it up with this. And if that happens, I'll... Once you write that answer, do it again. And once that happens, I'll... Just keep asking yourself questions and answering them. So much of your fear is of the unknown. 
And if you can just give yourself a roadmap for your hypothetical scenario, you will feel more empowered. Believe me. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is a 3% chance production.